Welcome to the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marina Buxov, holistic health coach, clinical herbalist, and functional medicine pharmacist, or just holistic pharmacist for short. Whether you're a healthcare professional helping to support the health of your clients or going through your personal healing journey, I believe you will find yourself right at home with this podcast. My co-hosts and I will be merging the scientific with the holistic all season long, as well as sharing stories that will touch your heart and challenge your mind. Hello, my dear listeners. I'm so grateful for you to continue tuning in and your continued support of this podcast. For those of you that watch the video version, the next couple of episodes did not record my side of the screen for some reason, so you'll just be seeing the beautiful faces of my guests. Technology, am I right? Anyway, I can't wait to introduce you to my next guest, Philip Samorvon Haltzendorf Felling is a coach, conscious entrepreneur, and energy healer, and we had the most wonderful conversation. In parallel to a successful international business career, he constantly worked through blockages and barriers that prevented him from fully connecting with his true self. With that, he started to also see energy fields and developed his unique skills as a healer and went through two decades of training in shamanic and other energy healing practices. Additionally, he learned a whole lot during his wife's healing journey of many years with chronic Lyme disease that she completely overcame eventually. Philip's core competency is to transform energetic blockages and to open the hidden treasures within oneself. He understands how it is to have forgotten who we are, why we are here, and how blocked we can be in regards to remembering and accessing our true inner nature, power, and consciousness. His passion is to help others free their potential and to help spread tools in the world that can act as a bridge for humans on the path to fully unlocking access to our full consciousness. For example, carbon 60, as well as quantum and frequency technology. Join us for this next enlightening episode to learn about how this technology can promote wellness for people, pets, and plants. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Holistic Pharmacy podcast. I have a very special and unique guest with me on today. His name is Philip Samor von Haltzendorf Felling. I hope I pronounced that semi-right. <laughs> wow, better than I could do it. <laughs> and he is a coach, conscious entrepreneur, and energy healer. So I'm super excited to have you here, Philip. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Awesome. So I would love to dive in and explore the depth of your work and how you work with people and with energy. But first, let's start with how you grew up, uh, where you grew up, and what led you down this path? What was the first thing that you did um, that interested you in energy work? Yeah. So while while I live uh, in the U.S. now with my family, I grew up in Germany. That's where I was born. And yeah, so I would say pretty normal childhood. Uh, Like most people, I had completely forgotten that there's more uh, than just the material world, the physical body that we're also focused on. 
and yeah also lost this ability to sense more than what you can sense with the five senses right you know the tasting the physical seeing and the smelling and all that was very familiar to me like it is for everyone but then there's so much more that later on i discovered wow you know um how could i forget all that uh, anyway so i grew up there in, in germany and um at some point started a career and i was in corporate europe and corporate america and small but also in very giant businesses like t-mobile for example where i uh, ended up being a vice president in europe responsible for 14 countries and then in the us as well uh, why do I mention that? It's just because of the EMF. Uh, often people ask me about electromagnetic fields, 4G, 5G, and all of that. And, you know, I, I do have some real world experience on that side. Now, with all that we're doing, I have the other side as well, pretty much in perspective. So I feel I have a comprehensive perspective on it in general. Anyway, uh, you know, at some point I left the corporate world um while well, we were here in the us already because it it was a stretch for me um since the early 2000s pretty much i got so interested in this whole energy world if you will into meditation into yoga and and trying to understand how i could transform blockages that i felt i had within me and maybe past trauma time things like that and how i could work through those I did shamanic workshops that I went through, learned how to do past life regression work. First, I actually did that because I wanted to heal things within me. But then I was like so interested in it that I wanted to know how to actually do it with others and help others. So I learned how to do that. And I met my wife in 2005, which was all still in, in parallel of me going through some workshops and also being in the corporate world. My wife was born with the ability to see aura and energy fields, and she never lost this connection to see the unseen, if you will. So that helped me quite a bit on that journey because it it catapulted me even further, you know, and it it confirmed a lot of you know what what I was thinking at that time that that is true. And yeah, so. Fast forward pretty much in 2016, I left the corporate world because I, I couldn't do this stretch anymore to be in a world where you have to be only rational and, and you, you perform every day and you're very efficient and all that. And, and I am all those things, frankly. I can be extremely efficient and I can be very rational, of course, because I was so long in that world. But it's just one part of me. And the other part is really the part that taps into the creativity and and tries to seek for what what does the heart say and wants to also be just in the now and just explore and discover and that's hard to do in the corporate world you, you there's no space really for for that part but i needed that's much more me than this role of being efficient and performing and stuff so i when I left that, I was me all the time. So that felt great. And then at the same time, it, it opened up space for me to, to, uh, to listen to what's really my calling. And that's pretty much why I'm here today. And, you know, all these things that I've built over the last several years with the help of uh, many other uh, amazing healers 
it's just a culmination of the things I've done in the past and that I've learned. And yeah, so now I, I tend to also talk about this journey because a lot of people are in this situation that, you know, they are in this day-to-day job and they kind of feel there's a little bit more out there and wouldn't it be nice to do a little bit more of that? And yeah, so I think a lot of people are in this situation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all that. And that was quite a lot, right? You were like summarizing your whole life. Uh, So let me go back to some stuff that you said. Um, First of all, I appreciate how you mentioned about remembering that we are more than just our five senses, that there's more out there that we could perceive, but it's just generally not, we're not aware of it unless we look for it and how growing up, um, you know, like normal, quote unquote, we go through a conditioning of sorts that, you know, this is what should be proper. This is the career that is proper. Um, Being the organized, efficient person is very valued in our society. And that's why people strive to be that because it's valuable and it's appreciated. But there's more to us as human beings than these fragmented some of our parts because we're a whole being and, and we can access, um, you know, connection to other beings and to the greater whole as well um, because we're all part of a greater whole. We're not just this illusion of separation. Um, and I know a lot of pharmacists who listen to this show will appreciate that too, because we've been uh, in this corporate environment, pharmacy is highly industrialized right now and, you know, very organized and professional, but also very mechanical and task oriented. And, you know, we kind of lost that healing place where you know, there's compassion and there's individualization and personalization. And on the whole, pharmacy is like serving the masses, but not really serving the individual. So I love how your journey mirrors that. And can you tell us a little bit more about why you went into corporate, you know, why you thought that was a good fit for you? And then what made you pursue this energy work and ultimately realize that it's not really authentic to you and, you know, can eventually making the transition out. Yes. uh, First of all, great summary of what we are really like the words also that you use to describe that. And so how did I get into the corporate world? Well, you know, again, part of me was not really accessible to me when I was growing up as a kid and getting older, because I already had cut myself off of this deep world within, if you will. So I I was already quite rational and reduced to the five senses and all of that. And um, my dad had his own, own business. And that's kind of, you know, how I got into that a little bit, not through his business. I never worked there actually, other than maybe as a 15 year old and during the vacation to make a little extra money. But um, yeah, it was sort of, okay. So 
um, the business world fascinated me. It was it was something that indeed at that time fascinated me, and you know then I would just went through. I figured out okay, I ultimately I want to lead a company. So um, so I had this entrepreneurial drive within me already as a kid. I would say that that I really had, and I still kind of have that today can, to do things and to 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 move things forward not to just accept the status quo of something. And yeah, so then I studied business. I, you know, worked at a bank uh, for a little while because, you know, I had heard from a lot of others, you know, the banks are the the center of the economy. So if you want to be in business, you need to understand how banks work. <laughs> no, I could, I could not go into work in a bank for a day, but, you know, at least I have that experience and yeah, you know, and then at some point you, you, you stay in there and it's, it's just this wheel that is turning, right? That's kind of also probably why I stayed in there, but at least, you know, some, some of my qualities I was able to, to show, of course, uh, you know, in these environments. So for example, one example would be a very large multi-billion dollar company in the U.S. that I worked for, for many years um, as an officer actually. And it was a company that had been around for a very long time. And it was quite worn down when I got there and people felt kind of like hopeless even. And it was pretty bad working environment, frankly. So what I did in, in the department I was responsible for, I created the startup spirit. You know, something where you people wanted to come to work and wanted to get things done and, and you know, where people work together and share ideas and, and all that. So I always try to at least do that. And I also, because at that time I was already, you know, working on all the spiritual and energy work, um, I felt like, okay, while I'm still in corporate, I can maybe, you know, just try to shine some light you know, at least whatever is possible. And frankly, it's just possible to an extent. What I said is because you can't bring in your whole self uh, in that regard. And and then again, it was just at that point, I felt at some point, okay, now it's time. I just can't do this anymore. These, it's, it's, it's limiting me, but at the same time, there are things that are happening in that world that I can't really support. So it, it was really twofold. So I had to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That totally resonates. It's like feeling like you mentioned before that you're almost putting on a sort of mask and that you're only acting as a fragmented part of yourself. And that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be, you know, like forgetting or cutting off some part of you that is you. Um, and it's like a slow unveiling of the layers of the conditioning that we mentioned before. So you did all the right things. You got a good business job. You were doing great. You were achieving success by any standard means. You were feeling validated on the one hand. But on the other hand, there was this part of you that recognized that this is not all there is. Um, and even though we can convince ourselves for a while that we can tolerate this, that, you know, we should go by the outside accolades. Um, eventually that sense of incongruency is what eats at us. Or at least that's what had happened to me. 
and it just didn't feel authentic um, or wholesome. And so there is this um, framework that we're part of, right? And like you mentioned that you're from Germany and Germany, I think is one of the most organized and systematic countries that really values productivity and being part of that and fitting into that is good. But then you also recognize that that's not all there is. And you can, you can do two things. You can either make your situation work for you by working within the confines of the framework or eventually that is not enough and you, you have to choose a different way. So when it came to that pivotal moment, when you knew you had to get out, you could no longer make any amendments or convince yourself that you can improve it from the inside out. Um, what was that point for you? Was it just like some kind of culmination of something? Was it a very well-defined thing? Like, when did you know you have to get out? Yeah, I think it was a culmination. It, it, it's, you know, over several years, I already thought, you know, why am I doing this? And, uh, you know, this is, is, is a hard thing. And also, you know, with my family, because my family obviously was really more on the other side. And then, you know, you, you are on this rational side the whole day. And, uh, and then you come home to your family and you have to completely switch worlds. It was a stretch. So I had been thinking about it for a while, but I didn't think I would really act on it until about three, four months until uh, I actually, um, you know, made the decision. Now I, I have to go. And at that point, it everything started to even in the business, it started to show me signs because I started to get very frustrated with things that were happening and, and all of that. And uh, so I, I, I tend to not just look at like outer things and, oh, it's their fault or that it's like, I, I try to look for signs and identify signs as well that life provides. And so I think it was just a, a lot of signs. And that when I made that decision, it felt scary on one end, but it felt really freeing on the other end. And yeah, <laughs> that's how it happened. So I just did it. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with that too, because I recently made the decision to go full-time into my business as well. Uh, so let's backtrack just a little bit and explore when you mentioned that you went in for your own workshops to heal yourself. What was the spark that made you seek out this energy healing? Um, was there something going on with you in terms of your physical health or your mental health? And why was that the modality that you sought out? Yeah, it's a great question. I haven't really talked about that yet in interviews. So um, again, it was early in the early 2000s, really. And um, at that point, I was in a relationship where things started to get difficult. That was one thing. And I had reached a point where mentally I felt not a lot of motivation and I felt kind of stuck and I felt like, like I was missing the joy. I think that was the, the key of it. I really was missing the joy of, of life and what I was doing. 
Um, so the orientation wasn't really there. And then at some point I was somewhere and I noticed um, a flyer that there would be some, some chakra uh, training offered somewhere. And I had never been, you know, I mean, I had read, you know, kind of like these yoga books and started a little bit of yoga and stuff like that, but I really wasn't that into that uh, at the time, but I had the impulse. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to go there and check that out. And I didn't even think about it. I just, I felt it and I did it where I must say, I, I didn't do a lot of things at the time because of what I felt, I would usually do things just because I, I think it would be a good thing. Nowadays, I know, you know, that the brain is very powerful, but this is, this is it, you know what I mean? So it's great to use this as a tool, but this should be the, the, the ultimate guide. Anyway, so through that, I, I got to know people. I did this course, I learned more about chakras and things like that. And that was the spark, really. And then things came from there because I, I opened up more. And so um, I started to feel, okay, now I want to you know, try past life regression work. And um, then I, I noticed, wow, this is quite amazing because I, I could literally feel and, and see in a before and after effect, right? And it was quite profound with some of these things. Uh, and so I... I learned that energy work is really possible. And I mean, it kind of blew my mind, right? Because I, on one hand, I couldn't believe this is really, I mean, that's, it can't work, you know what I mean? But it does work on the other hand. And yeah, I mean, I think it was still, it took me a long, long time to, to also see certain energies um, or, see behind the physical that was something that actually frustrated me on this journey a little bit because you know the the people that worked with me saw so many things you know what i mean and i couldn't uh, even in these past life sessions that i had for myself i would feel the before and after but i i mean i didn't see anything you know in the first multiple sessions I did I, I trusted though because I could feel it did something with me and it promoted positive change and all that and then when I met my wife the gap was even bigger because she could see like pretty much anything and I couldn't <laughs> but I gave that up at some point I said okay you know maybe maybe I just trust and I just follow I felt a little bit blind on, on that you know and a little bit but I was like, okay, maybe it's meant to be like that. It's uh, th there's something, there's a reason for that. Now I know the reason because most people run around blind on that level, you know, um, please don't misunderstand, but that's the norm. That's the norm. And I know how it is. I also know how difficult it can be once you start to tap into this, inner world, if you will, that a lot of people have this frustration that they know there's more there, but they can't quite grasp it. They try to see this and they can't. It's frustrating, but ultimately you'll get there. And enlightenment, for example, isn't really something that just happens like this. That's just a 
handful of people that it happens to or that people get born like that is very, very rare. The, the norm rather is that, yes, you can develop uh, your, your skills uh, on that level and anyone can become a healer uh, in that sense and learn how to see the unseen and move energy anyone literally anyone it's we all have that capability but it's something that is not trained it's something that i think in the past was really put off now it's changing because i think humanity is opening up through everything that is happening that is kind of difficult on one end people are thrown back on their own and they they you have two choices you know you stick with this and you 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 completely go into blindness or you start to look for more. And, you know, it's like, if you want to be a Wimbledon champion, you can't just pick up a record and travel to Wimbledon and expect <laughs> that you win even a game or a point. You can't, you know, you need to practice that. And the same thing is, is true for this energetic world, if you will. It's something, if you spend more time with your inner world, you get to know it better and that's how things are opening up. It's like, it's our own time dedication. It's our own, you know, decision. You know, do I want to spend 24 seven on, on computers and, and being very busy or do I take a little bit of time in between for myself? And that's really where it starts. Everyone can just sit down and feel their body and feel how they are present in their body. And that's the first step. If you do that just for one minute a day, you're going to be already ahead in a year, uh, quite ahead. And yeah, so that's kind of my message also. So you can, you can really learn that. And yeah, uh, so <laughs> stop there for now. Maybe you have other questions <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, what you're speaking to is this concept of practice makes perfect. And when we are practicing something, that gets us closer to the end goal or the end result. Uh, so it's difficult and abstract to, to figure out where you're gonna end up unless you take the actions and unless you do the practice work. Uh, and just like a muscle, right? You need to actually go and exercise in order for your muscles to change shape and grow. What you described about almost developing your intuition with this energy work, with this trust in yourself. So actually listening to that inner voice as quiet as it may be, uh, allows it to get louder with time as you build up this confidence and trust that it is steering you in the right way, in a positive direction. And that's when you can start to develop more of a relationship with your inner self and your intuition and I find it fascinating, too, that how you spoke on the power of the mind, the mind is always trying to protect us in a way. So the fact that you were unable to see something or something was challenging for you could be because the mind was blocking you in certain ways because of the strong conditioning that you had experienced growing up. And it just takes some time to unwind all of that and get through all those layers of the mind trying to protect you <laughs> and then exactly. and then you can eventually do that with practice like you said it just usually doesn't happen like right away as like 
we love in this world, right? We, we take a miracle pill, we have a quick solution, we go to, you know, a shamanic session or a magic trip of some sort, even utilizing plant medicine, you know, we want that to be the solution, but it needs to be a very integrated and controlled process. Otherwise you won't learn the lesson. And also the challenges are also helping us in a way too, because if everything was easy, we wouldn't really learn the lesson either. So the challenges are helping to point us to the right direction and also helping us appreciate what's on the other side of the challenge. So sometimes we just need to go there in order to experience the positive side of it. Um, And I also want to reflect because as a pharmacist and as a healthcare practitioner, and just as a person that also grew up fairly conventionally, what I noticed you described this lack of joy, right? That would push you towards exploring this side of yourself sounds a bit like depression. Not that I want to diagnose, but um, usually people would go to a doctor and get on antidepressants, right? That would be the conventional approach. And I just see so many young people on antidepressants and, you know, being in this pharma industry and all the drugs that people go through, through from childhood, you know, ADHD medications that we're now prescribing all the time, all the antidepressants, you know, the birth control, all of these things that people turn to for conventional medicine. And these are the solutions that they're handed Um, Did you ever seek any conventional approach or did you just go straight to the energy work? I actually seeked an approach with a homeopath in Germany uh, because indeed, yeah, that's kind of, you know, how how you would diagnose that, right? That's kind of how I went there and was like, okay, so I kind of feel stuck. Um, And homeopathy is obviously very different from conventional medicine um however it's also not the solution but it can be part of the solution and probably even at the time helped me to to kick into a wall that needed to be kicked so that it can kind of crack if that makes sense and yeah so and yeah i mean it's 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 kind of disappointing right that people turn to just the conventional because you need to so what you're doing is you make that wall actually bigger and bigger and hotter and hotter with that. And it, each one of those steps makes it more difficult to break out of it, break out of these five senses and break out of the actual, you know, break free from the inside. So, yeah, I hope, you know, with the things that we do nowadays and, and things that we've developed, there are possibilities where you can, focus more on letting the inside come out and use that approach. And then maybe also not fear that if difficult things come up, that you go through that, right? Because there's always, I mean, you know, what world do we live in? You know, there's someone having a cold and people are all concerned about it and everyone is trying to not get a cold. Having a cold is quite a great thing, actually. And even having like a childhood disease, it's, it's there for a reason. And every time you see a child have a childhood disease, yeah, while in it, that's not very comfortable. And once they're out of it, they've grown. And they've grown on a level that is almost difficult to describe with words. And 
our bodies also and our minds sometimes also need a break from things. And, you know, if we get the chance with a cold to lay in bed for three or four days, fine, you take that chance. We don't have to put it all away. The same with, you know, emotions or feelings that come up and something like de de depressive states, for example, we, we, we don't want to have it. We don't want to have it. We don't want to look, okay, why is it there? How can we solve it or get through it? Uh, and transform it from the inside out. And uh, yeah, so there are definitely uh, different approaches out there. And I hope your listeners are all on the, um, on the side of, you know, rather going into or through something uncomfortable for a little while, but then you really see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, rather than, you know, making that light at the end of the tunnel pretty much unreachable. Yeah, and that's part of how our brain keeps us safe. It wants us to be in this comfort zone and there's this resistance to anything that throws us off balance and into the discomfort uh, because we're just afraid of the unknown because what if that on the other side of it is even worse than what we have going on now? And that's always what keeps people stuck in one place because better the devil you know than whatever you don't. That's kind of the logic. And that's what your brain is trained to help you do. Uh, but there is a reason, like you said, why we have the negative emotions and the negative events and challenges. And it's not to punish us, it's to help us grow and get to the next levels. You know, and you can't always control what challenges you're going to face, but what you can control is how you're going to deal with the challenge. And that's actually a pretty empowering realization when you realize that, um, okay, well, you know, it's just a matter of luck, <laughs> some things that happen, but I can also control a huge part of it based on how I train myself to deal with it, how I approach, how I shift my perspective. And what you spoke on too about taking medicine and taking some conventional approaches, I almost feel like sometimes it does disconnect us from ourself, which is what you were alluding to, I think. So it's like taking this foreign chemical that is introducing another variable and it could make our symptoms go away, but it doesn't really take care of why we're having those symptoms. So the whole point of functional medicine and holistic medicine is to actually figure out why are those symptoms appearing? <laughs> because if we don't deal with that, then we're just masking the problem. We're just pretending it's not there giving it a temporary solution. And even like you said, some holistic modalities can do that too. Homeopathy is considered a holistic modality, but it may not be the long-term solution. It might be something that you do in the short term and help yourself with the symptoms in a more supportive environment for your body than let's say a pharmaceutical but eventually you want to be a whole healthy person without relying on any external medication or, you know, a source of even a natural solution. And of course, I say that um, also as an herbalist, I say that sometimes you can 
look to herbs as a long-term solution because I also see herbs as part of our food and as part of our nutrition. So we have to eat in order to survive, right? So if we're choosing to put really good substances in our body that are natural, that could be part of the way that we take care of ourselves long-term. Absolutely. Well said. So let's get into what you are doing today and how your experiences have shaped your career. So what did you do when you quit your job and what are you doing now? <laughs> the first thing actually that we did is we opened an um, organic vegetarian restaurant. <laughs> Why? Because that was the calling at the time. It didn't succeed, frankly. Um, we lived in Memphis at the time. And Memphis, for the people that don't know, is completely into not healthy eating habits. I mean, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it's really hard to find uh, people there with healthy eating habits. Uh, but at the same time, we thought, you know, maybe really that helps the time. And it's also the time right now to go more into healthy eating, but it's at the same time, really tasty. So my wife's actually a, 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 a trained chef. She trained in one of the top 30 restaurants in Germany. So she knows how to make food taste really good. Um, and yeah, so we had people in Memphis that would come and hug us and say, thank you that we did that because those were people that were more holistic and uh, interested in, in, in that um, but overall, it was just very, very difficult to sustain, especially you have higher food costs and all that. Long story short, so that was an endeavor that didn't work out. Um, but we still today. But today we still feel that was the right thing to do. And so we still feel good about it. It wasn't successful, but hey, you know, it, it really, it wasn't about this success you know, on the outside that it makes it financially. It was a success in a way because it, it was the spark in the city. We touched a lot of people while we did this and um, we opened people's minds uh, in a way. So, so we still consider that a success, even though conventionally looking at it, you know, the company didn't make it. However, you know, my wife had been diagnosed with, with chronic Lyme disease, um, many, many years ago. And when she was diagnosed, she had it already for five years because it was diagnosed so late. And that was one of the things that actually started to drive me into looking into alternative health solutions. The, the restaurant and the diet thing was kind of part of that, but then it, it, uh, um, it went on beyond that because I had looked at different supplements and all kinds of different modalities. And certainly her ability as a, as a healer helped her. It was a lesson for her though, as well, to also take on help from others. And um, I want to explain with this, the passion that I got into this alternative health, functional medicine uh, world, if you will, which had, which had become my hobby and my passion uh, fully besides my job, besides also the, the, the restaurant endeavor. And at some point I started a supplement company, which is still around uh, that focuses only on carbon 60. Um, carbon 60 is a very, very interesting molecule. 
and has some great qualities. And then the quantum technology is really is really combining everything that I've learned over the past many, many years because it combines um, science with consciousness and with energy healing. And through the time that I've been going through these various courses and so on, I started to get to know some of the best healers uh, across the globe. And with some of those, we work together to develop our products. And our products can do quite some amazing things. So the actual technology that we have, which we also make available to people so they can purchase the actual technology, um, are these so-called quantum and infinity blocks that have a concentrated quantum energy field in between the plates. And you can do quite some amazing things with it. Sounds probably completely woo-woo to people. And I'm fine with that, by the way, uh, because it doesn't make, mean it doesn't work. What we have provided for everyone, though, is lots and lots and lots of scientific testing. So we've been, our products have been tested and certified and verified, studied by multiple third-party institutes uh, on three different continents, uh, including randomized sham control, double-blind studies, um, and all confirm the very same. Uh, the, the products have a positive impact on the blood, actually in 100% of the cases, not just 30% of the cases, statistically significantly proved. Um, it helps with the heart rate variability. Uh, it helps with many different things, with the whole organism and the energetic system to come into balance. Yes, and so there are just two I want to mention now, the, the Emoto Institute in Japan. After we've done a lot of studies already, they tested our, our products and they have found that, um, that our technology was able to change water positively faster than anything they've ever seen in the last several decades. And for the people that, a lot of people I'm assuming know who Emoto is and have heard of the Emoto Institute, whoever hasn't heard about it, it's the uh, um, Japanese scientist that proved as the first one that you can change the energy in water and that you can visualize it. So the way they do it is they freeze water and then they can visualize the crystals in the water. And literally, if you have a piece of paper underneath a glass of water with the word hate, the water looks different than if you have the word love underneath the water. So anyway, so that is one of those... Um, institutes uh, very uh, well known and then there's uh, Be Dr. Beverly Rubik from the US that some of your listeners may have heard of she's pretty well known in the space since three decades she has been publishing peer-reviewed papers and designing studies and so she she was actually a skeptic so I reached out to her because I had learned that she did a lot of work in regards to EMF and that in a podcast, she mentioned that she's quite concerned for humanity in regards to EMF and that there's no wide solution out there. So I reached out to her and say, said, hey, uh, Beverly, we, we may have the solution for this or at least a solution. Well, you know, long story short, she was very skeptic despite the very studies that we were able to show. And um, I then asked her, okay, so what, what would it take for you to say, yes, this definitely works 100%. I'm not a skeptic anymore. And she said, 
I would have to design a study, randomized, shame controlled, double blind with lifeblood analysis. She would look at the blood and then see, you know, what changes, if any, would occur. And I said, okay, let's do it. Tell me what it takes and, and all that. So she got started and she suggested we do that with four test persons. Then I said, with four test persons, that, that doesn't sound like much. Like I, if we do a study, I want more test persons. Um, she said, I, don't, I still assume it's not going to work. So I don't want to blow your budget. We'll do four. And if it works, then we know it works. But then we'll take it to a statistically significant size after that. Long story short, first study showed 100% improvement uh, in all the things she looked at at the blood in all of the cases. And even white blood cell activity and motility increase, which has a direct uh, relation to the immune system response and uh, the strength of the immune system. And then the second study that I that she had mentioned she would do, she did indeed afterwards, and we've gotten those results back three weeks ago. And again, it confirmed in 100% of the cases, these improvements are shown. So that's the scientific side so that you don't think we're just talking woo-woo here. So uh, yeah, and now what, what can you do with this? Obviously, you can do things that have a positive impact on the physiological and energetic system of any living organism, by the way, not, not just humans, but also animals and plants. Um, you can have this device, and we have multiple different products. I can't go into all of those, um, but you know the technology, the quantum block, the infinity block, you can have it sit at home and it just neutralizes all EMF in a pretty large radius just by you not doing anything. So that's kind of like the second thing you can do. The third thing you can do, and now we're getting into more of the stuff that maybe your listeners are really interested in, and you, you can imprint pure quantum energy into any object, but also into any substance. So you can actually charge up your supplements. You can... Um, if you have a gold ring like I have here, for example, you can charge it and the before and after is quite noticeable energetically. And even for people that can't see or perceive energy well, they'll notice a difference because for them, it just looks more beautiful. It's because you can change the vibration the vibration will be higher. Okay, and the last thing um, pretty much that you can do with it is you can copy any and all frequencies into any object. So you can pretty much be your own homeopath. You can take, let's say, a piece of a healing plant. Let's take frankincense, for example, and put it inside. And you take um, an aluminum card or something, and any other metal, a silver coin, whatever you want, together in it with it. And within only a few seconds, the full frequency of that frankincense will have been copied onto the silver coin or whatever you want to put in there. You can also take a glass of water together with that. And then after that, you drink and you drink literally the, the water with the frequency of the frankincense. So there's a whole wild field. Um, we have many, many people in our user group that are herbalists or that you know work with frequencies. They build real libraries like that because you can create quantum frequency medicine with it. So yeah, that in a nutshell is what we've developed. And what I can do is it's pretty much working with frequencies, developing frequencies with our healers, being able to use the quantum field 
that is something where you can create sort of a healer for your pocket, if you will. So it kind of bridges the gap of you going to a healer and have a one-on-one session, whereas you can have a product that can provide quite some of that. It's not exactly the same, and certainly there are differences, but it's, uh, it's sort of bridging that gap. And it actually helps with consciousness. So what I said initially, where you know, we tend to have this hard time of tapping into ourselves and, and all of that, it helps with that. We don't talk much about it because, again, most people don't really care too much or don't understand it. So we, we try to focus really on the scientific results, the, the measurable physical effects that it has. But frankly, for me, the most exciting is the consciousness piece. <laughs> yeah, wow, this is so fascinating. So this device is enabling somebody to bring the healing from the inside out by utilizing this device to maybe speed up the process um, and also to have more consistency because as you said, if you are doing the work and seeing a healer, it's definitely very powerful, but um, having it in your home and within reach really allows for greater access uh, and feedback so that you, you can really become your own healer uh, and speed up that process. And I want to go back to what you said about success. I think that is such uh, an important statement and distinction when we define success. And when we look at it from a financial standpoint is how most of us would interpret success and how we would validate success, but that doesn't have to be the only narrow definition because it could be something else, um, something else that was beautiful and positive that happened as a result of something that maybe wasn't financially uh, successful, but had so many other successes that it provided. Um, so we need to value all, all the aspects, not just one aspect when we judge something a success or a failure. And my audience will definitely be interested to learn about those uh, evidence-based scientific studies for the product, for the Leela Quantum product. So um, I'd love it if you could share the studies and I'll share that in the show notes as well. Yes, happy to. I can also send you some before and after pictures out of those studies. So that makes it very easy for people to visualize it. So because the lifeblood analysis is a widely used tool in the in Europe, um, all over the place, it originates there as well. Here in the US, it's only allowed pretty much for research purposes, unless if you want to use it as a practitioner, you have to pay a $100,000 license. <laughs> that's, that's one way of making it very difficult for people to use it. <laughs> yes, the barrier to entry. I think Australia uses it too. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's all very interesting. And I'm sure we could do a whole other episode on how you came up with this technology and everything that went on in there, um, because I'm really fascinated by that as well. But we are almost out of time for today. So I would love it if we could finish up with some uh, 
quick fire round questions. Yes, go ahead. Awesome. So what would be your number one advice to help somebody improve their quality of life right now from everything that you've learned through your own experience and work and healing journey? Yeah, it's three very simple things. And uh, that's in the morning when you get up, the first thing you do just for, and if it's just a minute, you know, if you can afford three minutes, great, but just for a minute, just lay and be with yourself and feel, don't do anything. Like don't, don't talk to your spouse. Don't take the phone. Don't think about what you need to do. Try to just be with yourself and just feel and just like wake up like that. And the same thing you do at night where, you know, the, the last moments really in the last few minutes should be just you with yourself and, and feeling yourself and not, you know, being on the phone until you fall asleep because you'll have better sleep and you'll connect more with yourself. And then throughout the day, at least once, if you just once, and again, it can only be one minute. I know we have, we have no much, not much time in today's world, but one minute would be okay. If you do that on a regular basis, sit down somewhere really. And it doesn't need to be in like a meditation form. So just be in a chair or, or lay down even and just feel your body and feel your breath and just, just concentrate the presence within you. And there's not much you need to do, but just observing that. And if you do these things, you have no idea. It, it will transform your life. And it's very, very simple. Wow. I love that. I think about a cat when like they wake up and they stretch, you know, and they have that moment to themselves, not like cats are very worried about not having moments to themselves. They are <laughs> awesome. We should be learning from them. <laughs> but um, I love that idea of tuning in to your senses. So even though uh, we're more than our senses, grounding ourselves in the physical body will also connect us to um, things that are beyond. So we are both spiritual and physical beings and just being in presence allows us to sense beyond as well. Uh, and then the idea of like the human being versus the human doing and that it doesn't have to be all day in meditation or, you know, trying to reach enlightenment, but just carving out the moments is so important. Yeah. Right. I love that, by the way, the human being versus the human doing very yeah. good too. <laughs> uh, second question. Uh, what is your favorite meal to create or to consume? <laughs> it's eggplant parmesan <laughs> that, that is the one that i like to make the most and chocolate mousse frankly those are the two things if you ask my family that i like to make <laughs> yeah i would love <laughs> i would love to infuse the chocolate with that machine like give me some good energy for this chocolate <laughs> yep, chocolate is already so healing <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to consume, I think the both of them are right there, but then there's a few others as well, because I don't have the one thing that I would always choose if I could, because there's just several things I really like to enjoy. <laughs> nice. Well, enjoyment is huge. Uh, when we were talking about lack of joy and now tuning into the joy is so important as well. Uh, and then lastly, what's your favorite hobby or pastime 
I'm sure you love working, but what do you like to do outside of work? I mean, the, the most joy I get nowadays is actually when I see people opening up to themselves, which is now part of, you know, my work because, you know, I, I see these things happening and that, that really provides a lot of joy. But besides that, like real hobbies, I, I like to go ski um, with my family. I still like to play tennis every now and then if I can do yoga, um, do some shamanic work myself. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I do play chess with a friend every now and then that I love and uh, love to do. And I, I play cards with, with friends and my wife. So those are some of the activities that I really like to do and have a lot of joy with. Awesome. Well, Philip, I want to thank you so much for your time and sharing with us about your journey and your services. So could you just finish off with uh, sharing a little bit more about how you work with people and how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, because I don't have that much time anymore. I don't work much on one-on-one -on -one sessions. I do that every now and then. I just had one on yesterday, actually. But uh, people can get in touch with, with me through Telegram. There's a user group. It's a private user group on Telegram that we have with over 2,500 users, which on one hand is great because if you want to learn more about the topic of distant healing and quantum technology and all of that, it's a great place to learn more and listen in. You don't have to be active. But as a side effect, you find me there as well because I'm active in that group too. And then you can click on me and send me a private message. It may take four days or so until I respond, but I promise I always respond to every message. Not one message gets leaves unanswered. So that's you know one. Then obviously our website, website leelaq.com, L-E-E-L-A-Q.com. That's where you can read about what we do. And yeah, those are the best ways. We have social media platforms. Instagram is pretty much the, the main one we use. But uh, yeah, just, just pick the one that you're most resonating with. All right, awesome. So I'll share all those links in the show notes as well as the link to your company for the LILAC. Um, the Leela quantum technology that you were talking about. So again, thank you so much for your time and I wish you a great week ahead. Same to you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Holistic Pharmacy Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you learned something new from it, I'd love if you could leave us a five-star review and share it with a friend who might love it too. You can find me on any of the podcast and social media platforms by looking up Holistic Pharmacist or Dr. Marina Booksov. Thank you for your support and see you next time.